welcome to the first full episode of the Nomad Reporter Podcast. My name is Derek Wiley. I am the Nomad Reporter, recording from my Airstream at an undisclosed location, just a bit outside Yosemite National Park, which I highly recommend visiting. Maybe not on a Saturday, the park was way too crowded, but definitely one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen and will be hard to beat as we continue to travel across this country. Thanks for joining me. I've got a great first guest for you today. In 2018, she was named Wilsonville High School's Female Athlete of the Year, a three-sport athlete in high school, soccer, swimming, and track. But she decided to go a completely different route in college, which tells you all you need to know about her athletic ability. My guest today is a Division I rower at Oregon State University. Here is Sierra Bishop. This morning, I was on a Zoom with a third grade class. We have this thing called Read with the Beeves. So, like, student athletes will connect with a classroom and read a story and then, like, answer questions about our sports and whatnot. So, that's what I did this morning. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's sweet. Have you done a lot of, like, classwork through Zoom as well? Yeah, I have at least uh, two classes a term on Zoom. This term, I have three. But it's a little bit better than just eCampus because all of that is online. Whereas like the remote classes will still have like synchronous Zoom meetings, even though they're not in person. It's I get to at least talk to someone <laughs> throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, which is better than nothing. Yeah, it's nice that this exists. I'm sure you get tired of it, but it's better than not having it, not having any kind of interaction. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so I was looking on uh, the Oregon State Women's Rowing website, and I just started at the roster, and you just started looking at all the names. And a lot of the, uh, the women, you know, they have their high school and their rowing club, um, but yours uh, just says Wilsonville High School. And then you uh, click on your bio, and there's a lot, you're a three sport, former three-sport athlete, soccer, uh, track, and swimming and we're the mm-hmm. uh wilsonville uh female athlete of the year in 2018 um so how did you go from from that to being a division one collegiate rower at uh, oregon state yeah so throughout my life i've tried almost every sport i feel like that i could possibly try um and throughout high school there were different periods where like whatever season I was in, that was my favorite sport at the time. And I was like, while I was doing soccer, I was like, oh, I could play soccer in college or uh, swimming or track or whatever. And thankfully, I was fairly good at everything that I tried. And so it was really fun to see myself get better throughout the years. Um, but when it came to figuring out where I wanted to go to school, I looked at Oregon State because it was close to home, you know, affordable. My aunt went there, all the things that kind of lead you to apply to somewhere. And that was before I even really knew what rowing was. And then I was also looking at another school in Arizona, but I went on a tour at Oregon State with my mom and my dad the fall of my senior year. And my dad had set up a couple meetings with people and he set up one meeting with the walk-on rowing coach and she is an Olympic gold medalist so that was quite a representative to talk to about the program and she was like yeah with your experience with swimming um, being an endurance athlete but also 
um, being a multi-sport athlete, that's something that we look for in recruits and things like that uh, got me very interested in at least exploring what it would look like to be a collegiate athlete. And in the winter, uh, I think in February of my senior year, I came on an official visit to check out the program, meet the head coach, figure out, you know, what practices look like, what a boat looks like. <laughs> I really was starting from ground zero in terms of learning what the sport was. And it was really, really cool to see because I went the weekend before they were going to their first race. And so they were doing race pace pieces on what we call the pond, which is our 1K course of uh, flat water. And then I saw them also practicing on the river on the Willamette in Corvallis, which is where we practice normally. And just hearing the experience that the rowers had had, and they had just gotten their new head coach, who's our current coach, Kate. Um, she was looking to build a bigger, better program and I was going to be part of her first recruiting class. Um, so going home from that, I told my parents, I was like, this seems like a pretty sweet opportunity. And to start a sport in college, I didn't even know was possible. Like I thought you had to be competing at, you know, club level from sixth grade to even get an opportunity to go D1. But thankfully this opportunity came up and then also um, being from Wilsonville, a lot of people go to Oregon State. And so part of my hesitation was, um, you know, wanting to make the, the experience my own and not have it be like every other person who ever goes to Oregon State. And so being on the rowing team and then I also applied to the Honors College. And so academically, like academically and then athletically, I was able to kind of um, build my own college career, I guess, um, experience into what I wanted to be. So yeah, figuring out that I could learn to play a new sport in college was very eye-opening. And the first year I tell people I was like silent because I was just taking in all the information that I possibly could and asking as many questions as possible. And everyone was super helpful. Um, and then sticking around was a no brainer, uh, because I love going to practice and getting out of now, like having a, something to do that gets me out of the house is awesome. Um, but yeah, getting into it from just loving sports my whole life and learning new things um, is something that I love too. So both of those things combined into one badass experience has been really cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you before the whole before rowing became into came into the picture, was there another sport that you had like dreamed of playing in college? Was that or playing um, a sport in college was that a big goal of yours or did this kind of come out of nowhere? It did kind of come out of nowhere. I hadn't really thought about it too much. I don't know if I would have gone um, Division one in any of the sports that I was playing, but I'd seen different people um like go to Lewis and Clark or different places like that or community college to play sports and I definitely would have joined some sort of athletic club um I don't really know what capacity that would have looked like but 
definitely continue in being just physically active in some way because that was something that's always been important to me but I one of my other favorite sports was doing shot put in track and I picked that up my eighth grade year because I broke my ankle doing hurdles so finding that sport was a little later than other people had as well and then doing it in high school and my biggest goal by my senior year was to make it to the state championships and so that was kind of as big as I saw that being um but I had teammates go on to do that in college um And so that's what kind of got me thinking that maybe sports was something I could do in college. I think track would have been the one I would have enjoyed the most doing at um, this level. But after rowing was the only one that I got an opportunity to go on an official visit and down all the uh, trails of just making it an official decision. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Had you done triathlons too? I did. Yes. Those were very much just for fun in the summers training with one of my friends, but yeah. Okay. Just like sprint distance, like beginner stuff or. Yep. Cool. Yeah. That's something that, yeah, I guess is a trying something new and just you use a lot of different skills and. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'd swim, so I knew I could swim and run and bike. I think the swimming is probably the hardest part for a lot of people. So the fact that you already had yeah. that <laughs> probably gave yeah. you probably I did it with, I did that with one of my best friends. We were like, do you want to do this? And she was like, yeah, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah. And so we'd get up at 5.45 in the morning and go to the Tualatin pool to swim a mile before school even started. <laughs> and that was when you're in high school? Yep. Mm-hmm. So what was, you mentioned the first year of rowing at Oregon State was a lot of just listening. How, yeah, how big of adjustment were there other women on the team who were also kind of doing it for the first time that you could look at, or was it everybody so good and you were overwhelmed or it was kind of in between? Um, there really was like the widest range possible. Hmm. So my freshman year, we had a woman on the team named Alina Hagstrom and she's now, um, comp- or practicing with the U S senior team. So she had, come into my freshman fall with a world championship gold medal in the pair for for (laughs) U23s and so I really had someone to look up to um, as a freshman but then all the way down to yeah so rowing a really big part of it is the walk-on class the Carrie Simmons was the coach that I mentioned earlier who was an Olympic gold medalist she was a walk-on Um, her freshman year so she learned to row in college and that was a really cool thing to learn from someone who knew exactly where I was coming from in terms of never having rowed before but with really potentially big goals in what my career with rowing could look like down the line so yeah the first couple of months I just learned a lot and um, picked up every piece of information that I could and then about around the Uh, the end of fall, beginning of winter, we had the walk-ons who had taken, it's called a pack class of physical activity course. And they like learned to row for a couple months in the fall with hopes of um, joining the team. So it's basically like a two month long tryout for them. 
And then when they joined, we were all novices together. Okay. Every year, there's a really large spectrum of people and um, you just kind of find your place for where, you know, your achievement level is. And then you're just continuing to hopefully go after the next fastest and keep pushing each other and getting faster yourself. So. So that first year competing, where were you? Because I know, I know now you're like on the varsity um i guess is it varsity one boat is that what it's called yeah the varsity eight yeah the varsity eight uh, the varsity eight i guess there's a varsity four yeah. and a varsity eight is that correct so the ncaa squad is the first varsity eight second varsity eight and first varsity four okay so yeah my first year i competed in the second varsity eight okay i um was again just <laughs> in there and i was like okay, like, this is great. Let's see how I can make this boat faster. And then last year, um, I had really high hopes to compete in the first varsity eight, but it was still a whirlwind. And then unfortunately we didn't get that season, but the first race we competed at Stanford, I was in the second varsity eight. Um, and then, yeah, this summer, I think competing or practicing and, um, then this fall and things like that, help me um, just prepare to compete in the first varsity eight for our first two meets this year. Yeah. Yeah. Getting into the second varsity eight as a freshman. I mean, was that expected or are there, I mean, does, do, does the team use pretty much every girl on the team or are there some girls that just have to, to sit out or how does, how does that work? That yeah. Makes- our freshman year, we also had a novice eight. Okay. Or, and I think we, so we had three eights and a four. Um, who competed at Pac-12s. And I think most every race that we went to, we took almost the entire squad would race. Um, our team in particular is kind of small comparative nationally, but um, this year especially, we're, we can fill our NCAA squad and another four. Okay. And then there's some girls who are returning from injury. So it'll just keep kind of expanding as we go. But um so, for example, in Ohio, we had our two eights, our four, and then two spares come travel with us. Um, yeah, it's not unheard of for freshmen to come in and make it to top boats. Our freshman year, there were freshmen in the varsity eight. Um, it's really just whatever individual is going to get in there and work hard and make the boat go as fast as possible will get an opportunity to um, race in that boat. So it was interesting. We do something called seat racing where two eights will line up next to each other and then we'll go down the one K course or whatever length of piece it is. And we'll switch one person from each boat and then do the same piece again. And whichever margin was better, that person won and gets to then sit in the higher boats seat. And that's where we're at right now is a lot of seat racing, a lot of girls um, working to move into higher boats um, and the girls in the higher boats trying to compete and keep their seats so that they can keep pushing to just gain the most speed possible. Well, that sounds good for the team. Yeah. It's a pretty competitive environment, but we've created a culture that's so supportive. And if someone's not doing 
well enough and you can tell like someone will hold them accountable to it which I think is really great um just for the culture and the competitive spirit in general because we want to see Oregon State do well it's we call it the ultimate team sport because you're literally all in the same boat and if you know you want whoever is going to be in the top boat to be the fastest and make the 2v go faster and the four make the 2v go faster and the 2v makes the 1v go faster and things like that so yeah so you spent the first year probably just learning tons of stuff and then last year you're probably ready to ready to roll and, and really get at it and then so you guys had one race at stanford yeah and then everything was was caught off so what what was i mean this is kind of a a big loaded question but what was last year like for you, I guess, as an athlete, but also a student? Yeah, it was a whirlwind right around May. Um, We have something we called Crash Beeves, and that's our 2K erg race, which is our, we typically have maybe one, maybe two shots at a 2K, but that's like our uh, one of the biggest speed markers of a collegiate rower or not like any rower really is a 2k. Um, and so we had that and then that's when stuff started coming out about COVID and we didn't really know what was going to be happening. So that was right at the end of February. Okay. And then when we went to Stanford, we like, brought um hand sanitizer and you know Lysol wipes and things like that trying to just stay safe but that was very early stages yeah I remember Um, at the beginning it was like wash your hands all the time don't touch your face and that was pretty much yes all all we were doing and all yeah and then we came back and we found out that the Ivy League's had canceled their spring racing season. And we were like, that's not going to happen to us. Like, there's no way. And then on March 13th, we found out that we, the whole NCAA was canceling spring sports and it was a really devastating day. Um, Cause we were gearing up to go to another race that next weekend. So we went to weights that day, found out that our, season was canceled went to practice and everyone was crying and our hearts were mostly breaking for the seniors because we had seen how hard they fought for our team and they just wanted their shot to have their senior season and then we were all in our team meeting room and one of them's like can we just go row And so we all got up and got into fours and did a final race down the Willamette. And um, even thinking about it, I'm like getting chills because it was just such an emotional day to realize that everything that we'd been working so hard for, for that year, we didn't have an opportunity to do it. Um, A lot of us really had the mindset of like, okay, when we come back, like next year, we'll be able to like redeem this and all year until we went down the race course I was skeptical of what the possibility was going to be for racing um and so this fall was pretty rough 
emotionally because we started out um, this school year, unfortunately, with a couple cases on our team. And so we had to start the year off with a quarantine team wide. And we, most people have had ergs at their apartments or houses or dorms or whatever. And so we could still practice on the ergs, but we weren't in team boats yet. And once we did start practicing together, our ergs were all 15 feet apart and we were in singles. And if you lived with a rower, which thankfully I do, who rows on the opposite side as me, we were able to be in pairs as roommates. Um, and so singles and pair the majority of the fall and then just trying to gain as much seed as possible on the ergs. And then once we got back in the winter, I feel like that was a big turning point for us because we started our erg season. Um, the river gets really high in the winter and so we're unable to be on the water as much. So we saw a lot of girls gain a lot of speed on the ergs. And then we start our race pace practicing, which is a lot higher, higher intensity work at lower um, distances. And then finally in February, I think we were able to get in eights and fours. And that was such a huge turning point for our team to um, just rebuild morale because that's what we're here to do is to get into those bigger boats and race. Um, and yeah, I think it has not erased the hurt that came from losing so many racing opportunities, but it has done a lot to just refocus the team, especially the seniors this year, because they were nervous about losing two seasons, um, their junior and senior year, which again, like we've seen them work so hard to build this team. And a lot of them, all they want, all seniors ever want to do is leave a legacy for their team. And a lot of that comes from results that we get from racing. Um, so I'm so thankful that this spring, fingers crossed, but it's going well so far to get a racing season um, so that they can in part like redeem the season that we lost last year, but also so that they as seniors can um, leave a legacy and feel like they helped the program take another step forward. So what has it been like to, to be back competing? I know you've had, so you start was the first one against Washington state and then you went to Ohio state this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We raced against Ohio state and M Michigan state in our first race. And then our second race, we get raced against Indiana and I Iowa. Okay. Um, so I guess those are all big 10 schools. Is it same? Are they, is that how it works in rowing as well? Yeah, those are all Big Ten schools, yep. And then we – I'm trying – I think <clears throat> racing is really interesting to me because, like I said, freshman year was such a whirlwind that once it came to racing, I was just like, okay, like this is just the next thing that we're doing and um, – I took the lead from a lot of the upperclassmen and just like the mindset that goes into racing um, and just go out. And I knew how to compete from being an athlete for years, but focusing on 
putting your blade in for 2000 meters is a whole nother challenge. Um, so it was really just such a year of learning. And last year going into racing season, I was really hoping to just learn more about what it means to race. And so I think this year um, I am kind of missing that knowledge and experience but at the same time, being able to gain it this year with a really amazing group of women, um, we're excited about, I think, mostly just like the opportunity to be racing um, and more so seeing the success of our team and knowing better than anyone how challenging this year has been and being able to see success coming out of it. Um, and we know that every team across the country has had their own challenges and struggles, but collectively we share a lot of the same ones. So it's also really cool to see other teams um, able to compete as well. Is this, are you getting a full season? Yeah, at this point, Okay. Yeah. Like I said, fingers crossed. Yeah. I don't want to jinx anything, but yeah, that's the plan is to do a full pack 12 championships. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So when we're in Las Vegas, we'll have a lot of pack 12 schools there and Alabama. And I think a couple other ones, I don't want to miss them, but, and then when we go to Dexter, we'll race against a couple pack 12 schools and Gonzaga, and then we'll go up to Pullman and race Washington state again. And then we'll race uh, the pack 12 championship. Um, and then after that is the NCAA championship. Exciting. How many teams get to go to the Pac-12 teams, go to the NCAA championships? It depends. So each, is it based, um, there's is it one based on times. Yeah. There's one automatic qualifier and then you can get a bid depending on your uh, performance during the season, your rank um, that they send out each week and how you do at your uh, conference champion championship. Is that something Oregon State's gone to most years or a big deal to qualify or is it kind of how does? Yeah, it's a huge deal to qualify for NCAAs and we have fought to rebuild the program in a way that um, has that as the goal. Sure. And it hasn't happened for I want to say 10 years, maybe more. Okay. It's been a while since Oregon yeah. state's been to NCAAs, but that's what we're working towards. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. And then individually you have, I guess, was it supposed to be last year that you were going to go to the under 23 um, national team camp? And I guess like yeah, so, else, that got postponed. Yes. Uh, so my, after my freshman year, I went to an Olympic development camp Okay. And basically just spent a week in Iowa city at university of Iowa and learned more about what the national rowing system looks like. And then last year, yeah, I did the U23 camp and it was supposed to be a few weeks competing to qualify for the U23 world championships, but unfortunately those were canceled. And so we practiced over zoom so one of my teammates shelby and i um erged in our garage in my little carport in corvallis all summer to um 
it was pretty much uh, ended up being just an opportunity to get to know the U23 coaches and okay. other um, rowers across the country who also had U23 or national team um, aspirations, but unfortunately weren't physically together, but we did do the work together. So they technically had the camp. It was just online like everything else. Yeah. And, but this year you're going to do it again and this like what, and you'll all be together is the plan. So I did apply. I'm okay. still waiting um, to hear back from the coaches, okay. but they do have a national or a world championship in um, July. Okay. That, and they have a schedule and they have a plan to get everyone to where they need to be. And hopefully, um, you know, the 40, plus girls um, invited and then compete to get selected into the boats that they decide to take to the world championships. And that's the summer in Iowa city. Yeah. Okay. Which is what you would have done, been able to do last year. Right. Well, cool. That sounds like fun. The Olympics. I mean, when did that become, so why did you decide to kind of get into that? Um, I, <laughs> I don't really know the timeline on that. Honestly, yeah. uh, my freshman year in December, so about four months into rowing, I went to a national team ID camp, which is like their way of looking at, um, college women across the nation who might be interested in competing at the higher level um and so I went with Alina who is now uh in the national team system and Scout who's also done U23 team stuff and Shelby who I was with last summer um and we all went up mostly based on my erging performances and okay. like I just got pretty quick on the ergs and I still had a ton to learn on the water but I could pull fast on the erg um anyway so that kind of opened up my eyes to the possibility of just taking whatever the next step was in doing rowing for as long as possible um because I really enjoyed it at that point and since then like the ODP camp felt like a good next step. And then last summer, the U23 camp. Um, and yeah, just every day kind of making a commitment to being the best rower that I can be that day. And hopefully down the line, um, going into the national team system, at least I just want to row for as long as possible. And a lot of it, a lot, a lot of it has come from the encouragement from my coaches. Kate has really shown me how much I can do to prove that I am a nationally competitive rower. And that's something that we talk about on our team um, because it's not just about how well I do, it's about how well we do and about how well we do compared to the you know hundreds of other teams and rowers that are out there so I think it's come from a place of wanting to continue to just get as good as I can possibly be and from the encouragement 
and the excitement of having a goal like going to the Olympics to push me and who knows what the next you know two and a half years three years will even look like but to have that as a goal is only going to motivate me um when there's you know all the hard days that come with erging for hours and rowing in the rain and different challenges that come up but it's mostly just to have something to look forward to and strive for which is yeah really important these days yeah yeah oh cool thank you so much for your time it was nice talking thank you good luck with everything yeah you too thank you take care and that was sierra bishop i told you a great first guest thanks for listening please subscribe tell your friends rate leave a comment and have an unbelievable week talk to you again soon